Hey guys, thanks for listening today. This is the son of Picasso. I just want to thank you guys for sticking around. Remember to review, subscribe, and uh, check us out on Instagram, uh, Off the Reservation Podcast. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. What's up, fam? Welcome to Off the Reservation, a show that isn't ar- afraid to hit that line. I'm your number one wizard, Mal. <laughs> what? I'm L. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> I'm the son of Picasso. Oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> I just Uh-oh. heard what I said. <laughs> oh, that wasn't your intention? No, that wasn't my uh, intention. Well, you know. It is what it is. I said it. Let's let's just go on. Let's move on. <laughs> let's not linger. I like, tried to make. I was man. thinking all the jokes I could make to Vert, uh, and I was like, no. It all comes back to jokes about cocaine, and that's uh, just yeah. That's, just, that's <laughs> I mean, that's not where we're we're not going there. We don't want to go there. No, that, that's um, not what this episode is. All right, move moving on, moving on, moving on. This episode is not about the white lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, let's go into news. Let's let's just. Hey guys, yeah, this is a second week. We're gonna try out this uh, this uh, little little news. What do we what do we land on for this segment? News news news. Natives stories. In the news. Natives in the news stories. N- native news. Natives making news. Native news. Natives that sounds like news. a lot like Nick news. Nick news. Yeah. I don't um, know. We're still working on the title. Newsy. So, in the news, we have Nicole Mann, and she is a uh, California native woman who is going to be the first um, native woman to go to the International Space Station. Well, first first native woman to go to space. Yeah. Yeah, to be yeah. the first native woman to go to space. That's, that's pretty that's Yeah, pretty that's cool. pretty intense. Uh, yeah, she's uh, going in October. On her first mission to the International Space Station, so congrats! Thank you for that representation. Yeah. We're very We're excited for you, and uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, the, I've always wanted to go into space. See, I think that's <laughs> like cool. Space. Like, not only is it like an indigenous person, but it's an indigenous woman. Yeah, yeah, like for that's sure. sick. Like that's sick to be able to tell my daughters. Like, yeah, one of the first indigenous people in the outer space was was a woman. You mm-hmm. know, that's that's. Big. I wonder if she's gonna take anything like specific. You know, yeah, like we'll have to look out for that. We'll have to follow up in October. This when like it, takes when me the... back to the episode we did, Natives in Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Natives in Space. Does your jingle dress <laughs> sound in space? Like, what do you do with your beadwork in space? <laughs> uh, in other news, um, this is on, on a more somber note. There was uh, basically the death of a tribe, uh, an Amazon tribe that was recently de- uh, was recently declared extinct. As the last uh, remaining member of this mysterious tribe was um, has died, uh, the man was only known as Indio du Boraco, which I'm not sure, but this is Boraco. out in South America. Um, 
over the years he had resisted at all attempts at people making contact with him uh lived in solidarity um solidarity solitary solitary life um by himself and uh he would go as far as laying traps i guess and shooting arrows at people that try to get too close see um, he just got tired of those telemarketers and and all those uh scam callers yeah, too just... many people ask him about the warranty on his car and he was <laughs> yeah. like that's it <laughs> um but no yeah that's um that's sad uh, a lot of people were were sad about that because you know it's just like a whole culture and yeah. and you know tribe is just gone you know what i mean yeah. uh which is pretty intense i mean um i it's happened many it times over the years yeah over the years um but you know just you know it being modern day it's kind of a weird thought to think that this people group is just gone you know um i mean there's a whole discussion there that that we <clears throat> we could get into on on uh, the attempt by colonization to yeah no I think it all comes back to it, this happened over and over in our mm. in our history and I think what's just so interesting is that it has happened so close to now in the in the wake of what our culture is shifting to now it yeah. is sad that it's still happening you yeah. know and it's going to continue to happen but yeah that was interesting so in other news Kanye West Kanye made- West. Yeah, he's once he's again making news. Yay. I think he goes by Yay now. It's his yay? legal name is Yay. He got that changed. Uh, well, I, his mom called him Clay. <laughs> his mom called him Kanye. What's Kanye West doing, man? Um, let's see. He made news with his new clothing line uh, displayed in Gap stores. Gap stores? Yeah, he's selling clothes in Gap. Uh, Gap works. Uh, workers were told to leave the clothes in large trash bags. And not to help customers, but rather make them search through the bags. He said he wanted people to understand how it felt to be homeless. Did you guys see pictures? Uh, do you, have you guys seen those pictures of people in the stores? It's kind of interesting. It is. Yeah. It's literally in just large trash bags, and people are like <laughs> rummaging around <laughs> inside them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, isn't that like any high schooler's bedroom at this point? You know, just <laughs> all these clothes yeah. stacked up in piles everywhere. Well, you're, uh, Son Picasso, you're in the fashion world. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us your, your thoughts on this. Uh, uh, was this, was this authentic? Was he trying to make a social statement or was this a cash grab? No, I think <laughs> it was 100% uh, cash grab. I don't think there was any sort of social statement made. Um, anybody who's been in, I guess, the sneaker game for a minute knows that this is how kids shop. Like you go to any sort of sneaker con any sort of uh, like resale place yeah. like where yeah. clothes like this are like being sold yeah that's that's the way these kids are shopping they're bringing their items in trash bags they're literally throwing them on the floor pouring them out on the ground and letting kids just dig through it and it's literally kids selling clothes to kids right mm. like that's mm. who's in the resale market now and so it's just they just took that same culture and just repackaged it and gave it to the masses so like all these little like Midwestern mom and pops who've never seen, you know, a sneaker con or never been to um, like here in New Mexico, we call them rumble in the deserts. And it's just literally like hundreds upon hundreds of vendors of like kids that yeah. go thrifting, find vintage mm. pieces, 
you know, yeah. clean them up. Some 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 of them clean them. Some of them don't. They just throw them in trash bags, <laughs> yeah. and they literally like take them to this warehouse and dump them on the middle of the floor. So it's like it's part of a culture that's been going, oh yeah, it's been happening already. Like for like years already. Mm-hmm. So, so like you, when he says that he's trying to make a social statement, you think that it's kind of uh, BS. A yeah, bit. I think he's just trying to defend his actions right because the minute the culture knows that you're being a culture vulture yeah and you're making money uh, off of vulture. the culture yeah then you kind of lose credibility in us nope. so with us you know what i mean yeah so that was the wrong sound. he had to yeah he lost credibility yeah, yeah. well i don't want to say he's lost it but i'm just saying he he's could. trying to did he ever have a face in that sense oh uh, you know I I firmly believe that Kanye is like one of our Rembrandts living right now. He's got some crazy ideas, but a lot of he makes a lot of good like the, the good art stuff. Like yeah. he's he's an artist. He's a Renaissance yeah. man. Do, and do it, you think like like a lot of the Renaissance artists is like how they weren't really recognized in their time? Like like at the at the moment, I feel like a lot of people just kind of make fun of him and his ideas. But no, this, you know what I. I think is I think we've reached a point now to where living artists are saying appreciate me now. Mm-hmm. Oh, appreciate able me to recognize while I'm like alive. Hey, yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Everybody can go back and look at Biggie and look at how he did his word. Mm-hmm. Schemes, but at the right? time it was But he was not he wasn't saying recognize me now as the greatest in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we have him and that's what he's saying. And it's like prove him wrong, right? Yeah. Like I, all I know is like the fashion that he was making five years ago, the rest of the world is just now catching up. And it seems so forward to where people don't know how to wear it yet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And it's just it's just new. But in the same sense, it's old to him because he already yeah. thought of it, you know? Man, that's interesting. Cool, guys. I mean, that was uh, that was our quick uh, native native news uh, working title. News. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool, man. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and news in the know we'll be back with our main topic thanks guys and we're back welcome everyone welcome 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 all right (laughs) oh that was abrupt Um, yeah yeah welcome i mean that that was the line yeah that uh, was the line. Earlier, we were talking about um, a little bit about Kanye West, possibly. What was the term you used? Uh, culture. Culture vulture. Culture vulture. Yeah. Culture vulture. That's the right, that's the right one. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, about how he might have been, um, you know, delving into the, I don't know what, uh, would the word be a, not appropriating. I'd but say exploiting the culture. Exploiting, Explo- yeah. He yeah. was exploiting the, a culture that... Um, that just the kids made, you yeah. know what I mean? It was, it's very like, it's like you would never go into the mall and see like just your normal big box mall stores just have all their clothes just laying out. You yeah. know what I mean? Until now, at least. Well, he, it's like he's trying to make it mainstream. Is that, is that what it is? Or I don't know. I think, I know. you know, it, it's really weird because you don't like, it's not new to kids in the culture. You yeah. know what I mean? That's just yeah. how they shop. It's new to people who aren't, you know what I mean? Right. And so I think he wanted to just shock everybody just like always, you know? Yeah. 
Um, well, I mean, that kind of like, so our discussion for today, what was the topic? Uh, what was the, what was the term we were going to use for the topic today? It was like where the line in the sand. Is that what? It, yeah. The line in the sand, the yeah. idea that like as, as a native American artist and, and everything, like I, I personally feel like in a way I bag up, not bag up. That sounds awful, but I make my own part uh, uh my own pieces and therefore sell them to non-native americans and uh profit off of giving them selling them cultural items yeah so you you almost feel i does i mean i this is a discussion we were having earlier where mm. it's just like where is that line of and i think the one thing that we did agree on would define was that there is art you can make art right mm. But then there's also um, cultural significance. You're exploiting you're, appropriation, you're, yeah. cultural appropriation of uh, yeah. items. And as Native American artists, um, you know, because uh, so many years, like there's been Native American artists forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, and, and over the years, I mean, a lot of our art or a lot of our culture has been outsourced. Like, like if you can even wrap your mind around that. Yeah that it's been outsourced to like places like China and, and Taiwan. Yeah. Like, yeah, here's a little backstory though. It's so funny for me to like get on Instagram and look at these influencers who are native and then you hover over about and it's like account out of Vietnam and you're just like, what? Come oh, on. Really? Yeah. Oh, like man. you're not. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a trip. Well, I mean, even, even, uh, one of our guests, uh, Jason Sunday, he had posted a, a, a story on Instagram how, of um, uh, he goes, you can get this, and it's a picture of uh, this figurine. It's a cat with a headdress on wearing, like, a chieftain's blanket. Uh, and he's like, you can get this uh, over uh, for two ninety nine over at the, our local um, gas station. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, yeah, no native is going to, like, produce, you know, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But you can buy it at all the gas stations between here and <laughs> California, yeah, so yeah, you we're know? still selling it though, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's not us. We're not creating it. We're not selling it. But gotcha. these gas stations across America in the Southwest are selling yeah. these items. And I think and, this is where this topic gets interesting because obviously from our point of view, um, a non-native making this sort of, right? Because that was kind of in the news recently too about like how some of these clothing brands were taking um you know symbols symbols and um just designs that Mm -hmm. were in our culture um and mass producing the navajo tribe yeah yeah Yeah, you were telling us about who was it urban outfitters urban outfitters uh, i think it was like maybe 10 years ago oh this is a while back it was a while back but it's that's the thing is it's a it's an issue that has been um around for a very long time yeah and uh but, urban outfitters had taken like a, a chieftain blanket or some kind of uh, uh blanket pattern that was specific to a navajo um rug weaver mm-hmm. and copied it and reprinted it on t-shirts and yeah. were selling them as like a chieftain blanket t-shirt yeah and they just store. totally took the whole name too huh yeah <laughs> the description yeah. And and we're making bank off of it because, I mean, it like it was fashionable. Oh, yeah, and then not just that, but they have the bankroll to like make 
Oh yeah, know, mass produce, mass this produce thing them and, and yeah, ship them all over the world. Yeah. Whereas like you know, if this native artist wanted to do that, it would cost him yeah more be, money. It wouldn't be probably, possible yeah. for them yeah. to do that same amount of business. Um, yeah. So that's kind of so obviously, all three of us agree that you know that's not. Um, that's not, not appropriate. Right. That's not mm-hmm. right. It's not appropriate, right? Um, for a non-native to be reproducing mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. But this is where we're kind of getting into a little bit more of our discussion. Was like, how do native artists feel about that? Is there a line between I'm making art and and I'm I'm selling my art mm-hmm. between that and I am taking advantage of my cultural, cultural roots you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's a fine line i think right I, we can all agree that it's it's tough but there was something you mentioned uh some picasso about um something someone you know, she told you about it coming from oh yeah yeah, yeah this like, was really cool so being in the clothing business fashion world i've had non-natives come up and ask me can i wear this right yeah and like want to know like if they could wear like a sitting bull shirt right or like just something with native, like a chieftain shooting a, a rifle. Right? Yeah, yeah. And want to mm-hmm. know, can I wear this or will I be accused of cultural appropriation? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but, you know, when you're there and you're selling in that type of environment, like race and talking about race is very like touch and go. Right. So yeah, it's I... like it's always just awkward. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm at work. You know what I mean? But yet I'm having a conversation about about race right and that doesn't happen anywhere else in america it's almost a faux pas to talk about race at work so i've always like been like oh you know i've had the conversation but it's always awkward so i'm standing there with this other designer and before i could say anything she speaks up and she goes absolutely not it's not a cultural appropriation if you buy it from a native if a native makes it and you buy it from a native, mm-hmm. then you're giving honor to that artisan by buying it from them. Yeah. And you're helping them. And it's not a cultural appropriation. Then. Yeah. And like, it was just so eloquent the way she said it. Yeah, I was like, that's, that's, that's exactly how, how I feel about it. Right? Yeah. I didn't know how to put it into words before. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's super interesting. Cause that's a definitely, um, a, for a consumer mm-hmm. yeah. that wants to respect the culture and respect yeah. the, um, See, and, you know, I understand that part. And so at sometimes I kind of get bothered with influential native fashion designers because what they do is they outsource their designs from, you know, countries outside of the United States. They don't, you know, have clothing manufacturers work that they work with that are native. Yeah. So they still have to outsource. So it's a native outsourcing their designs yeah. from a foreign entity, bringing it back, selling it as native. And it's kind of weird because if I was to do that with a painting, that that doesn't work. You know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't be like, hey, here's another artist. Paint this for me and then I'm going to sell it as mine. So it's like is this weird gray zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, but, and I guess that's why we say that. It's a, yeah. it's a touchy subject. Yeah, it, it is very touchy. Line. All right, well, hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with some more Off the Reservation. Hey, guys. Hope you're enjoying the show. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Remember to share the show, because sharing is caring. Now, back to the show. 
Alright guys, and we are back with more Off the Reservation. My name is uh, L, and um, it's, good to, it's good to be here with you, you boys. <laughs> Shut up. Here's like the perfect analogy, yeah. right, to like the idea of like art meets sellout. Um, do you want to turn the AC off? Oh, no. Alright, we're going to redo that real quick. <laughs> I just heard it, and I was yeah. like... All right, guys, welcome back to Off the Reservation. It's good to be here with you boys. My name is L, and, uh, and I'm here and, with... Uh, and we did it again. <laughs> <laughs> and we were bad twice. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, we were talking about the uh, the line between art and appropriation. Um, See, appropriation yeah. is a good term. I, I, I like that word, but when I was coming up, the right terminology was the word sellout. Hmm. And it was like the idea of like commercialization of like the culture yeah so yeah. like when i was coming up everybody knows the band metallica right yeah and like they were that band that like you could like that was just underground you mm -hmm. know what i mean and then they heard it hit a certain level of fame where like they cut their hair off and like it was like on the cover of rolling stone started doing world, world yeah tours. <laughs> and people were like you they just sold out yeah you know what i mean and that's just like the perfect analogy like there's a, there is that point where you go so commercial that you lose your essence of, of what got you there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've always, I don't want to say like I've always been the same person, but I, I really have. I've always had this level of militance. <laughs> I've always had this level of militance in my work. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, like we can go ahead and like put a picture up on, like on YouTube for all YouTube viewers. But there's a picture of me with the president of the United States. Oh yeah. And like literally he's holding Giving him the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> and there I am as a little kid, like seventh, eighth grade. Good old Bill. And he, yeah, standing there with Bill Clinton and he's like <laughs> smiling like a dummy, right? Like he's got the biggest look on his face and he's holding this big giant watercolor painting that I painted, right? Yeah. And like, he just thought it was the coolest thing. Well, everybody at the time thought it was the coolest thing. What they didn't realize, because they were very much taken with my age, was I drew Native Americans attacking a U.S. federal supply train, and mm. they were stealing all the weapons. Yeah. And I drew it in ledger style, so all they saw was the pretty colors and the pretty pictures, but yeah. they were just, just had their guard down because I was a little kid. Yeah. Well, that has always been the theme of my work from when I was a little kid to you look at my work now. Yeah. And, you know that if an artist can keep that essence of who they are then by all means you can say i'm not a sellout you yeah. know what i mean but you see a lot of artists that end up with their work on like keychains and cups you know what i mean and mm -hmm. you're like at a certain point you're you're out to you lost the sense of artistry and you are just, just here to make money yes yeah, yeah. um i mean that's uh it's tough because there's opportunities that people mm -hmm. want to take, you know, and it's hard. I'm not like an artist in that sense that you guys are, you know, out there selling, mm -hmm. you know, your pieces and stuff. But um, I can imagine it's tough to be in a position where you could potentially help yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because there's there is no there's the term struggling artist is a starving artist, right? Mm -hmm. Is yeah. a term for a reason because it's not easy being an artist, you yeah. know, when you're living off of 
solely what you're creating. Mm -hmm. And I can understand why someone would want to maybe help themselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, it's, it's, it's also like you're selling out, you know? And it's like, it's, it's hard. It's like, again, it's a fine line. Yeah. Well, (laughs) back to that. I mean, it it all comes down to business, right? Right. Like at the same time, yes, it is cultural because it's dealing with native Americans. Yeah. But I think that it's more of the business side than actually part of native art culture. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like a lot of artists have a completely different business model than I have. You know what I mean? For mm-hmm. them, it's fine to sell their work and make thousands of prints and be able to just crank it out and only do a little bit of work. You know what I mean? But for me, that's not really my business model. And, and I think like for, for, for me, because I, I do leather work, I mean, um, uh, I've had a few people approach me and be like, Hey, you know, have, have you thought about a, like manufacturing this or trying to get it done more? And I'm like, yeah. I am, I am the factory. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what I do. Like I am manufacturing as many as I can, as po- as fast as I can. But because, you know, I make, um, I make breastplates and I make a more traditional regalia. The question has always been like, I'm selling these to non-natives because if a native came up to me and was like, Hey, I want your, uh, I'd like that breastplate to add to my regalia. Then it would become, it would be a different conversation of like, okay, well, yeah, you know, I'd yeah, be you wouldn't honored. have any, yeah. You wouldn't have any reservations about that or, or hesitancy mm-hmm. about that. Right. Yeah. Whereas like, I've had non-Native Americans come up and be like, so can I like wear this out? And I'd be like, <laughs> like you know what? Uh, maybe not by my boots. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, well, I mean, I was like, you know, if you want to wear it, you can wear it. Like, and it, yeah. it comes back to that idea of like, you're supporting me, a Native American. Yeah. But at the same time, the question was, is like, well, I'm selling my culture to this, this non-Native how do I feel about that? Is, is that yeah. selling out? Yeah. I guess that kind of brings us back to the actual, the original question mm-hmm. we started this, you know, but, but, but my answer came to like, yes, I, I want to share my culture. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're supporting me as a native American. They're, um, obviously paying it, paying for it. And what my worry was always like, yes, they supported me to me not appropriation but if they were to wear it to some place and do that kind of thing other natives might see it and be like eh what the heck you know yeah. you're appropriating it yeah. you know just like the pope getting a headdress you know yeah <laughs> if he went around took off his pope hat yeah. and started wearing the headdress you know we'd all look at him a little sideways and yeah. everything and be like eh, i don't know that's not the that's not the right thing to do. It made us look at the Indians a little sideways, like, whoa, what are you, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? What y'all, what y'all doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think this is one of those questions where it's going to, it would be, a, it's going to be a lifetime pursuit to understand, you know, where, where it all sits as far as like what's, I don't think there's a clear cut answer, you well, know, I think it's different for every person. One of the things that I, I want to bring up, though, in in the whole conversation, is the fact that um, in Japanese culture, if you go to Japan uh, and you go and wear um, 
the clothing, the the um, uh, yukatas and mm-hmm. and everything. I can't remember if that's how you say, it. but if you wear it, the Japanese people love it. I they remember love, you telling me that. Yeah, yeah. Almost like it's an honor f- for them to share that with you. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's that sharing of culture, mm-hmm. and I think that's been an issue with uh, the United States in general. Um, uh, you know what though? Here's what I think though. I I love that thought. But I think it's because, like, there's a whole nation of them. Yeah. Like, there's not a whole lot of us. That's you know true. I mean? it's, their, it's their country. It's yeah. the whole country. They have is, a country. But is, then you, 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 for, and it's usually specifically for the United States, just for the fact that African Americans have had their culture compromised, compromised mm-hmm. and, and appropriated. Uh, Native Americans have had their culture compromised and appropriated. Hispanics have had their culture compromised and, and uh, appropriated. You know, Cinco de Mayo what is that for for us mm-hmm. what is yeah. that for them you know that whole uh conversation whereas in japan if you go to japan you're in J- japan you're yeah. around a japanese people yeah their culture is their island whereas the united states is oh, a hodgepodge yeah. of yes. everything yeah just another layer of the the mystery there i, I mean yeah, yeah. I, like i said i think this is one of those things where i don't think there's a clear-cut answer mm-hmm. you know there's everybody's gonna have a, a different opinion about it you know uh for you as an individual person i think you know you have to make your own lines um you know uh and and but i think it's something to think about absolutely i think it's something everybody mm-hmm. should be aware mm-hmm. of you know what i mean um i, I think what, as a consumer you know, having good intentions <laughs> yeah. about what you're purchasing, why you're purchasing it is a big deal. And who yeah. you're purchasing it from, like you said, that makes a big difference. Yeah, is this um, person keeping it real? So yeah, like, you know, or yeah. are they just hawking the the cheap stuff that's like coming from overseas, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was, uh, you know, the headdresses you find at the gas trading station. post. Yeah, <laughs> gas oh, station trading post. You like post, see yeah. the same print on all the dresses yeah. and you're just like, Come on. Yeah. So (laughs) as a consumer, just be aware, you know, be aware of who you're buying and what you're buying and why you're buying it, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And as an artist, you know, think of those things, I think, Um, because like we said, it's different for everybody, you know. Um, Yeah. But, you know, yeah. It was a good discussion today. That was a good discussion. Um, As always, you know, remember to rate, review and subscribe and share our podcast. You can always find us on off the reservation on uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook and be sure to be sure <laughs> be sure we'll catch you guys be on the sure, flip be side. sure y'all yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright man guys I'm getting hungry yeah. <laughs> that's it I All think right. that's it's time to go that's it. it's nap time food time yeah good times great old at me? No. What'd I do? <laughs> she gave you the finger.